ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. This is Ignition. Welcome to Ignition, a radio show and podcast for the new evangelization. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald. And I'm Father Andrew Dickinson. And we want to launch your own efforts to explain the Catholic faith and to invite others to live it. Before we get into today's topic, we want to remind you that we love listener feedback. So if you've got questions about today's episode or ideas for future episodes, please contact us. Two easy ways to do so. Father Dickinson, go. First, you can email us using ignition at sfcatholic.org. You can also tweet at us with the Twitter handle at SF Diocese and appoint it with the hashtag ignition. <laughs> appoint it with the hashtag ignition. Yes. Wow. Oh. I, mean, I just, yeah, <laughs> I mean, just words come out of my mouth. I don't know they, what they, they are. They sure do. That's, that's why you put books in front of priests if you want accuracy. And then we just read from the book. <laughs> there we go. I just do what's in black and say what's, in, no, wait. Mm. I do what's in red and say what's in black. <laughs> there we go. You've been a priest for too long, clearly. I'm colorblind. Hi, Father. Hey. You know, it's kind of a lie when we say, before we get into today's topic, we're going to remind you about this, because even after we remind them about like how they can contact us with the email address or the Twitter handle, then we just do banter for the next minute or two anyways. It's still before the, to- the topic, though. Uh, but what, what, what I, I just noticed, that you're raising it, we're, if they've never heard it before, we're not really reminding them. That comes later. We're telling them that we love listener feedback. We love it. Maybe we're, I guess we're reminding previous listeners, but if they've never listened to Ignition before... Do we have like, do we have two time listeners or do they like listen once and then like never listen again? Well, I don't know. That's a, I I don't want to think about that. uh, We should identify ourselves a bit more for those people. I'm Father Andrew Dickinson. Yes. And what else? Oh, in more detail. What else might you say? Not more frequently. Correct. Okay. I'm a priest of the Diocese of Sioux Falls. I'm the director of the Pope Pius XII Newman Center and the pastor of St. Paul's in White, South Dakota. Uh, and I talk into a microphone badly, <laughs> whether it's uh, this microphone or my church microphones. He speaks poorly. Uh, Chris Bergwald, Director of Adult Discipleship and Evangelization with the Diocese of Sioux Falls. Husband. Did I get that right? Yeah. You did? You, did. Yep. you, you haven't yep. slipped it up yet. <laughs> to Germain for 17 years. Yep, 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 yep. Father to my five, our five kids for their entire years of existence. Good work. Thanks. <laughs> if you've never listened before, I've been known to get that wrong before. I won't get into details right now. Because we have to talk about letters. Letters. Not Call signs? Not insignias? Paul, not Paul's letters. Oh. We've done that before. We'll kind of do it again in a few weeks. I think we're going to do it I again. I know you do. I know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to talk about acronyms. One of them very well known, the other less so, but it should be well known, as we'll see. In well, a yeah, I think bit. the other one is very much not known. <laughs> I think so too. But uh, I can make sure I attribute it properly to who uh, you created will. it. I'll, I'll make sure you do. And so thanks. I, I'm not worried but, about you forgetting that. But and uh, you know, acronyms are kind of. I live in a world of acronyms uh, as a priest, and especially at a Newman Center with the Ministry of Focus. Focus, the fellowship, this isn't what we're talking about today, but the Focus, the fellowship of Catholic University Different students, acronym. <laughs> they are awash in acronyms. Oh my gosh, yes, they are. They are awash in acronyms. And uh, so, but it's kind of funny then some of like, the really important things aren't acronyms, they're just words. Mm. And so it always yes. throws me off. Yes. So, um, by the way, happy Advent, Father. Hey, thank you very much. Yes, we're, uh, 
I think as you're hearing this, is we're the third week now. We get a full, a, the full complement of Advent. But what what saddens me about that is that means that the Christmas less season, Christmas. less Christmas. So yeah. It's a, Minor bummer. We'll save that for a couple weeks, though, to talk about the Christmas season when we're actually there. When we're actually in Christmas. But in Advent, of course, we're preparing for the coming of Jesus. So to get to our topic today, the first... We're preparing for his... Mul- for his Multiple. To celebrate his coming in history and to anticipate his coming at the end of history, as well as to take part in his proximal coming through the sacrifice. Proximal! We're a point... <laughs> Yeah, the way he comes to us now. To Past, present, and future. Maybe there's some Dickens connection we can make sometime in the future. Uh-huh. I tell you, I read a Dickens book in that novel last year, and I really enjoyed it. Great expectations. Yeah. Jermaine, uh, my wife, as I mentioned earlier, of 17 years, uh, during college, she really encouraged me. I'd really never met, met, read much Dickens up till then. She encouraged me to read some. It's good stuff. It's pretty enjoyable. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, we, we, sometimes do, we, we should sometimes do our favorite Christmas carol. Adaptations show. Oh, Bill Murray. Oh, it's got to be up there. <laughs> so that's not what we're talking about today. Uh, Jesus is coming. Jesus came. He will come again. What would Jesus do? WWJD uh, is is the first acronym. And actually, Father proposed this as a topic uh, for a reason that, that will become clear as we proceed through the episode. Please stick with us. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I proposed to Father as we were talking about how to, how to go about this episode that maybe we'd do it in um, sort of an interview style. Normally, we try to do this dialogically where we're both giving input and so on, um, which has its own challenges. But every once in a while, my craziness just kind of like pops to the surface. And the only way that it can be dealt with is for it to go in an interview fashion. Exactly. Yep. Yep. So Father, uh, we know what the acronym stands for. I just referred to it. What would Jesus do? WWJD. Um, and actually what we're going to be discussing is um, a- an alternate acronym that maybe gets at uh, the truths that WWJD is trying to express, maybe a little bit better, but we'll, we'll get to that later. For now, I want to start with WWJD. Father, the, the way that people normally use it, what does it mean? And let's talk about sort of the positives and negatives. Well, uh, you kind of threw me off a bit by the, by saying that WWJD might try to mean what my alternative... I don't think it tries and, to mean it. I think your yours is better getting at what... Well, I don't know, maybe not. We'll find so out. I feel like WWJD is pretty, I mean, pretty clear. I don't think it intends to do what it does, but it, it does what it does pretty clearly. Ooh, great distinction. So what does it intend to do? Do you think? I think it intends to make people more Christian and just more aware of their Christian life. Okay. Right. Okay. But, and then, and so it's very well intended in that way. It's been around for a long time. Like in the 1990s, I had a little cloth WWJD bracelet. Right. Uh, at Southwest in Marshall, Minnesota, when yep. I was in college. Yep. And so, it's, so been, it's successful. So it's 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 just trying to remind us of, okay, what would Jesus do in whatever right now? Like, if I'm facing some decision, the point is to help for me to think of, okay, what would Jesus do if he were in my situation? Right. You know, whether you're a kid on the playground, whether you're a college student in the residence halls, whether you're uh, a businessman in the workplace, whether you're a mom at home, whoever you are, uh, what would Jesus do? And, and that's a very positive, good reminder for us of uh, to remember how we should act. Right. So, so it's how we should act. It's related to morality that way. Correct. Okay. Correct. Okay. So that's that's positive. Yeah, and it it's been very successful. It's very and it's catchy. 
Yep. And that way, I mean, just it's, it rolls off the tongue. Well, WWJD. Right. Oh, yeah. Okay, fine. I'll, right. I'll quit bad-mouthing this person, you know, whatever it is. <laughs> right. Okay. So you said earlier, um, the way you put it, you don't... It, it, it it doesn't necessarily intend to do what it does, but it does what it does pretty clearly is how you put it. So we start off by talking about what's it intending to do, what's trying to do, but it's apparently, as you're hopefully about to explain, it's got some negative side effect, some unintended consequence. Yeah, no one's ever really read the drug facts on WWJD. <laughs> you know, warning, warning. <laughs> users users of WWJD may experience the following side effects, not okay. uh, including but not limited to. Uh, and so, I, I think that's just kind of my my rant on it, is that is that there are some unintended side effects, and this goes back to a long standing thing we've talked about. Um, you know, about how the the cultural living out of Christianity. Mm-hmm. Right, that as our culture lives Christianity, does it start to drift away or sure. move away from uh, Jesus, who's revealed to us, and the faith that's revealed to us in the Bible, the sacraments, the teachings of the church? Okay, does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. And so I think WWJD, as a cultural creation, it uh, does a good job, kind of again with this idea of this moral reflection, how we should live our lives. Yep. But then it starts into being a disservice to biblical, sacramental, dogmatic Christian faith. So, and I think this is a, so we're, you're, we're about to explain that disservice. I think it's just a, a, a good thing for a listener, maybe, maybe, Maybe you have worn, maybe you still wear the bracelets. I mean, now they're not yeah. just cloth. I'm not saying like burn them. I'm not saying right. take it off. I'm just, right. just I'm a little caveat emptor, a little buyer beware. Yeah. So we just got just, just got done talking about the positives of it. And I think what's important here is to recognize that, again, there are unintended side effects that we need to be attentive to. Doesn't mean you can't, You sh- as Father just said, don't burn your bracelet. Uh, we're not saying you should never, we're not putting this in the index of forbidden acronyms or anything like that. That, but be mindful of some unintended consequences. And we're even going to propose maybe something, a better way to, well. I just want you to be a better consumer of Christian devotions. There we go. There I, we want go. You to be, I want you to be an informed, conscientious consumer of Christian devotions. And WWJD is a Christian devotion. Yep. But just be informed about how you consume it. Yep. So what are some of these unintended consequences, side effects, Father? Well, I think, first of all, it reduces Jesus to simply being a moral teacher. Uh, Jesus is a moral teacher about how we should act, how we should relate to others, but he's more than a moral teacher. And the point of the incarnation that we're going to celebrate at Christmas, Christ uh, coming to earth in the flesh, is not just to teach us a better way to live. Right. Uh, But... WJD, WWJD, if that becomes the focus of our devotional life, of our Christian life, uh, of our preaching even, then we run the risk of pushing out these other things that Jesus does. Right. And I think, and you just sort of tipped your hat to, we'll talk about later, you use the present tense there, what Jesus does. Correct. So, so the, um, as you said, it sort of that Jesus is more than just a moral teacher. It's about, about more than just how to live. There are all sorts of moral teachers out there. Right. You know, I mean, we could have bracelets for uh, what would Abraham Lincoln do? Right. What would Mahatma Gandhi do? Right. Uh, 
And and that also ruined the risk in that sense of trivializing Jesus and put him in the same class of these other people. Right. And these people are good people. They're great people, but they're not uh, the word incarnate God made flesh. Right. Exactly. <laughs> a little difference. <laughs> a little different. And then that's all the difference in the world. Yep. There's a great G.K. Chesterton book. Um, I'm forgetting the title right now. Um, the Everlasting Man, I believe it is. Uh, where he talks about comparative religions Mm -hmm. and how most like sociologists, when they take up the topic of comparative religions, they're comparing religions mostly on a moral basis. And they ignore almost completely that shocking claim of Jesus Christ that I am God in the flesh. And that that makes a bit of a difference (laughs) when we want to consider the Christian religion in that way. And so I worry that WWJD falls into that habit of just making him a moral teacher and nothing but. Okay. So another, what's another? Yeah, I've got two more. Uh, Another one then is that uh, by reducing Jesus just to be a moral teacher, we forget about the fact that he's alive. Right. Uh, I remember uh, in a confirmation class just being shocked when I was asking, well, is Jesus dead or alive? And they said, oh, he's dead. (laughs) What's that uh, celebration we have each spring with little bunnies and the eggs and things like that? Yep. What's that called? Um, the spring equinox? Easter. If only you could have seen my shrug and look of dismay. Oh, come on, Bergwald. <laughs> Easter. That's what it said. Yeah. Easter. Easter. Uh, so Easter, the celebration of the resurrection of Jesus. Jesus is not dead. Right. And this is more than just like the movie cliche, God is not dead. Yep. This is about the resurrection of Jesus Christ bodily from the grave. Right. And this gets to my third point. Wait. Oh. So. Which is my shocking one to you. Yeah. So I, before you get to that one, because I want to be prepared. Um, we were just talking earlier about Advent and we were celebrating not just the birthday of Jesus, the birth of Christ, but also his present coming and future coming as well. Uh, but in our culture, by and large, even within the, the, the Christian subculture, if you will, it's still all about looking to the past, just as WWJD does. So even in this, this Christian, one of the most Christian of holidays uh, after Easter, we still tend the way that we culturally celebrate it to put it like we do Jesus and WWJD unintentionally merely in the past. Well, so what, what's the, what's the compliment to the crush scene? I mean, like uh, the heavens and the earth dissolving in right. fire <laughs> when our Lord comes in judgment, <laughs> that would be impressive. That might win awards in there the neighborhood go. light contest. There we go. There we go. Uh, to have some sort of display, you have your manger scene and then you have a little scene of the heavens and earth dissolving in fire with Christ coming in glory to judge. And, and the thing here that, that strikes me too, before you get to the third point, um, my shocking point, your shocking point. So, so it's connected to both of these. Again, it's, it's it re, just as WWJD reduces Jesus to a merely a moral teacher, it reduces Christianity to a moralism. Right. Which is that topic we've gone on before about the therapeutic, Moralistic moralistic therapeutic deism. deism. Exactly. So, so yeah, we, we've, re, we've rehashed this before. You can check out the archives for more moralistic therapeutic deism. But to be a Christian means more. To, it includes, but it's more than just living rightly. Right. And so uh, my final negative thing about WWJD is where it fails. Yes. Where does right? it fail? It fails precisely at the resurrection. What would Jesus do? He rose himself bodily from the grave. Can you do that? (laughs) Can you? No. I mean, don't try. Please, listeners, do not try to bodily raise yourself from the grave, because that means you have to go to the grave. Yep. Right? 
Jesus died, and Jesus, by his own very power as God, rose his mortal body from death. Yep. No one rose it for him. He rose it from death himself. Yep. Right? So, WWJD will always fail. Yep. It's true. Yeah. That's... <laughs> He can do things I can't. Exactly. So. <laughs> exactly. Now, I mean, like by prayer, you might, by asking God, might raise someone from the from the grave. Right. But you not raise yourself from the grave. Nope. You know, and uh, the the sacramental things that we do as Christians, yep. baptism, uh, celebrate the Holy Mass, absolve sins in the confessional, things like that. I don't do them by any power of my own. There's nothing intrinsic to me. Right. But it's rather it was given to me through the prayer of the bishop begging God to give me the priestly character of Jesus so that I might do these things for the sake of the faith. Right. And so this is nothing of my own. So even like the last supper, it is something Jesus did, but it's not something I can do on my own. Yep. Yep. I just really give lend of my voice and my hands and my body for him to do that uh, through that celebration. Amen. All right, so before turning and looking more positively at another acronym, uh, we should remind if you just stumbled across the uh, this this ranting lunatic. <laughs> You're listening to Ignition, a broadcast for the new evangelization. I'm Chris Bergwald, director of adult discipleship and evangelization with the Diocese of Sioux Falls, and I'm Father Andrew Dickinson, the director of the Pope Pius XII Newman Center and the pastor of St. Paul's in White, South Dakota. And we're talking in today's episode about um, the the phrase, the acronym, what would Jesus do, WWJD, and how uh, as much good as it's accomplished, there are maybe some, as Father said, some unintended consequences that we need to be attentive to. Uh, and that's what we're talking about today. And actually, we're going to, as, as I just alluded to, we're going to switch here and, and move from WWJD to an alternate acronym that Father and others would propose for your consideration. Right. So I, I don't want to just be uh, a deconstructionist who tears down your things in mind. And I didn't say to do away with WWJD, keep the bracelets or the books or the posters or whatever you have. They're fine. But just be a conscientious consumer right. of your Christian devotions and add to it this proposal. This is not my own creation. This comes from Father Scott Trainer, right. as far as I know. Yep. Uh, who's a priest of the Diocese of Sioux Falls, who's on loan to run the seminary in Denver, uh, Colorado. But uh, he proposes a better acronym. Yeah, well. <laughs> I don't say, it's not a better a acronym. accurate acronym. <laughs> well, they're both accurate acronyms because yeah, they're both. Yeah. But it's uh, the idea behind the acronym is a little more to the heart of our Christian faith. And that acronym is J. Wardern. <laughs> J. <laughs> I've, I've heard this acronym for years. I still laugh every. What is it again? J. Wardern. J. Wardern. Right. Which stands for Jesus, what are you doing right now? So it's J W A Y D R N for you who are driving, trying to write down what we just said. Yeah. Well, don't write. I'll say it enough. You'll hopefully remember it. So okay. J. Wardern, J A Y. See, you just write J W A Y. J W A Y D R N. I didn't look. I should. J W A Y D R N. Uh, but more importantly, it stands for what is, Jesus, what are you doing right now? Jesus, what are you doing And right this now? is a question you ask to him. Notice it's not a rhetorical question you ask to yourself. Right. Right, as a moral actor. Instead, it, it's a prayer that you pray asking Jesus, who is alive and interested in you, in your life and active in your life, to reveal what he's doing in this present moment in your life. Right. At this current age, whatever might be going on, whether you're overwhelmed with the holidays or final exams, whether you're frustrated with your children, with your parents, whether you're uh, weighed down with uh, 
questions about your health or things like that, Jesus, what are you doing right now is a prayer that should adorn our lips. As opposed to WWJD, which is just, as you said, a rhetorical statement to myself. Correct. So this is a prayer directed to God, uh, creator, going to the creation, going to the creator, excuse me. Uh, creature going to the creator, asking for that divine assistance of him revealing himself and what he's doing in the midst of my daily life right now. Right. Okay. Okay. So why you just sort of answered in an initial way why it's better because it's a prayer addressed. It, it's specifically acknowledging that Jesus is alive as, as opposed to the phraseology of WWJD sort of implies that he's not present and alive. Or just doesn't address the issue. Right. It, it kind of leaves it to the side. And so therefore if we, have uh, prejudices, unknown prejudices, or even just the prejudices of the fact that we don't encounter him on a regular basis. We don't hear news reports about him. Yep. You know, and so we tend to think that he's maybe not around or not interested. Right. And so this flips the script, if you will, on that and directly puts this idea in our head that Jesus is alive and Jesus is interested because he is doing things in my life right now. Jesus, what are you doing right now? Okay. And so I, there's, Maybe four other ways that I'd emphasize this is a good thing. Okay. Which kind of fleshes this out a little bit. And this is probably not exhaustive. You think about it, you could probably find, especially an excellent systematic theologian like yourself, (laughs) you'd be able to draw this out all the more. Fair enough. So number one, uh, it emphasizes the fact that Jesus is alive, right? Because the fact that Jesus is alive, it uh, keeps for us this reality that... uh, as 1 Corinthians 15 says, if Jesus hasn't rise from the grave, your faith is in, in vain. vain. Right. Right? That means WWJD is in vain if Jesus isn't alive and acting right now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's a great way to emphasize that. Uh, number two, it emphasizes the fact that Jesus is alive. <laughs> did you just cover that? I did, but it's worth repeating. Okay. Okay. Again, because it's at the heart of our faith. Uh Again, we can follow this idea. Oh, yeah, Jesus is someone from the past. Right. He's no longer active. He's a long time ago, and I'm here today. And that's really one of the beautiful things about our Christian faith is that it's historical, uh, that there's still right, historical accurate effects that, that linger on. Yep. Uh, you know, the, statistically speaking, there's probably oxygen molecules in your hemoglobin in your blood right now that at one time were bonded to the hemoglobin in the body of our blessed Lord. Exactly. I mean, wow, that's kind of cool. Yep. And so it just raises that into action and that history is important and the ongoing history of our Lord working and, and laboring is important as well. Right. So he's still, pre- he's still active. So he's alive and he's active. Exactly. Aslan is on the move. Yes. Yes. That was a reference to you listeners from The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe and the entire Narnia series of the author C.S. Lewis. Right. A third thing about J. Wardern, Jesus, what are you doing right now, is that... It emphasizes for us that our faith must be about the action of God first and our own action second. We live in a self-centered age. And that's not just in the last 10 years with iPhones and smartphones. This self-centeredness has been going on for decades, even maybe centuries, going back to uh, certain philosophies of the 1800s and 1700s. Right. Uh, can you explain for our listeners the idea of like deism or the watchmaker God? Yeah, so... Um... Yeah. In brief, deism acknowledges the fact that there is a creator, uh, but he is not a creator who is actively in this moment creating everything. He created once and then he walks away. And yeah, he sort of, so, so the idea of the watchmaker, what does a watchmaker do? Well, they make the watch Makes and a watch. They, they wind it up and they watch it from a distance yeah. or not. 
They might walk away completely, give it to somebody else. They're not attentive to it in the present. The idea, and this is where actually the the the, the Judeo Christian doctrine of creation is far richer than most people give realize. it credit for. Exactly, yeah, because yeah. It, it what it means is that God, not just sort of like that watchmaker, made it and walked away. God is always the creator. He is in this moment creating everything that is in existence. Exactly. And so by having this question, Jesus, what are you doing right now? Puts that emphasis on God's action, what God is doing. And what God is doing is usually more important than what we're doing. Right, right. (laughs) And so, and then uh, the fourth reason I like it is uh, it emphasizes right there the idea of God's search for man, right? That God is, is searching for us. The other religions of this world, I talked for a moment about comparative religions at the beginning yep. in that uh, G.K. Chesterton book, Everlasting Man. Yep. Uh, and so religion, comparative religions, religions from a sociological perspective, how your history books, how your secular public schools talk about it, and even sometimes, unfortunately, our Catholic schools might talk about it, but is this idea that religion is uh, man's search for meaning in the world. Right. Man and woman's search for some ground of meaning or importance in their in their daily life. But our Christian faith is so much more than that because it's about God's reaching out to us. Mm-hmm. And that reaching out, reaching out is a story that's begun in scriptures and carried out to this day. Right. So to me, this we made the connection to the season of Advent yeah. and Christmas a couple of times now. It seems to me there's a pretty clear linkage between Jawardin and as opposed to WWJD. Right. Again, it is it is very appropriate for Advent, and that's kind of the reason I suggested it. <laughs> there might be a method to my madness. How about that? But, uh, yeah, so that in my desire is that Advent for you, listeners, should be a time where your awareness of, your attention to, and your cooperation with God's action grows. Mm-hmm. And become more aware, more attentive, more cooperating with uh, God's action in your daily life. Right. You know, can you say, what has God been doing in your life? Where has he been moving? Are you aware of that? Or is that something you live in ignorance of in your daily action? Okay. So what else? um, We've got about a minute minute and a half to go. Um, Moving towards Christmas, what else can we say about J. Warden? So uh, what else to say about J. Warden, Jesus, what are you doing right now, is that it's so important for us to be working with Jesus. Okay working where he's working, doing what he's doing, than just what I want to do. Right. Sometimes I get in my mind that I need to work on my temper. I need to work on my language. I need to work on yes. da, 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 yep. da, right? Yep. And you might. But the question is, what is Jesus trying to do? Right. Because it'd be a little bit better to work with him. It's, it, works, it works better to work with him than yeah. try to work on my own. Yeah. I know that. And it's right to work with him, not just the... More effective. Right. Not just that's more effective, but it's right that we should labor with him, work with him. And he wants you to work with him mm-hmm. in that way. He's desiring and longing for your cooperation with him in his bringing about of the salvation, the sanctification of your own life. So as we move towards Christmas to wrap up this episode. Yeah. So to move forward, Chris, I really hope that maybe you'll take the challenge of Jay Warden, Jesus, what are you doing right now? That you'll take that as a challenge for you to live out in your life so that you can become more confident that on Christmas Day, you can say with great confidence, yes, I know where and I know how Jesus has been working in my daily life. Amen. And that will wrap up this episode of Ignition. Again, you can email us, ignition at sfcatholic.org, or tweet at us, sfdiocese, use the hashtag Ignition, with any questions or ideas for future episodes. And until next time, dear listeners, may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. 
Thanks for listening. You can find archives of this and past episodes online at sfcatholic.org. Click on Media and then Audio Files. You can also subscribe to the Ignition Podcast in the iTunes Store. Remember to tune in every Thursday afternoon at 2 p.m. on Lamb Catholic Radio at 91.3 FM in Hartford and 104.3 LPFM Juan Diego Catholic Radio in Sioux Falls and on 88.9 FM in Ipswich and Aberdeen or online at lambradio.com.